I'm Tommy Cows, and this is Dragon Heart. <laughs> there you go. O'Connor, O'Conquo, O'Connell, oh baby, it's Dragon Hearts. On Saturday, Ollie Palmer scored in the first minute. That made him about as unwelcome in Gillingham as Billy Sharp would be in the turf. And on Sunday, Katie Sharp scored in the fourth minute of added time. And that would make her as unwelcome in Flandidno as Suella Bravman would be anywhere. So... <laughs> couple of matches to discuss. We've also got a really interesting interview with local businesswoman Carrie Fisher talking about the impact of the takeover on Wrexham. But firstly, hello, I'm Mark Griffiths, and here is Neil Williams, Captain Whitchurch himself, the man who introduced electricity to Shropshire in 2014. How are you doing, Neil? Only 2014? Well, yeah, I'm doing fine, Mark, thank you. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Yeah, some interesting stuff to chat about, so let's not hold on any longer. This is Dragonheart. I'm Mia Roberts, and this is Dragonheart. On Saturday, Neil, Wrexham beat Gillingham 2-0. It was comfortable, wasn't it? Yeah, I spoke to a few people since, you know, I thought, you know, Wrexham had such a great start with Palmer scoring in, in under a minute. I mean, that's got to be one of our Quickest goals ever scored, I would have thought, maybe at the race course. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I thought Gillingham would have put up a lot more resistance with a new manager in place. You know, you get that you know, new impact of the manager. And they normally took play really well. But I thought we we controlled the game in, in many parts, restricted them to very few chances, you know, considering we were out without Mullin and uh, James McLean as well. Um, everybody who, who played on Saturday... Played really, really well. And I, I didn't think they really got out of second gear, to be honest. Third half, they put a lot... Sorry, second half, they put a lot more pressure on them. And it was just, you know, Wrexham all the time, you know. I mean, Gilligan were restricted in their own half. And great game management by by Parkinson. You know, great, great selection. And, and as a whole, the team played really well. Couldn't have asked anything more. A hundred percent. I mean, I think you make an important point there where you talk about their new manager. They talked a very good game coming into it about how so far this season they've had a lot of the ball, but they've not had much cutting edge. And, you know, the fact they're the lowest scores in the division back there up. And they talked a lot of positive, positively about getting at us, giving it a good go and changing up the way they play so that that lack of creativity isn't an issue. But it looked like a major issue on Saturday. I never really felt under any threat. Um, and to be honest, I mean, okay, is that... Is that down to Gillingham maybe not being in the best moment? Or is it that we were really, we're looking good at the moment and we can just control games like that? I think a bit of both, Mark. I thought, you know, we, we did control them. You know, we looked very, very good. We controlled the ball very well, closed them down very quickly. Um, but you would have expected them to put a lot more fight, you know, with a new manager and wanting to impress a new manager. Um you know, they had such a good start to the season as well. And, we're, you know, we're in the either top or, or second for the first few games. So, um, yeah, I was really chuffed with the game on Saturday. At times, it was quite boring after we'd scored the first goal in the first half because all we were doing was controlling the ball and, and restricting them to very little. But, uh, yeah, well played Wrexham, you know, three three points. 
another clean sheet, um, and the unbeaten run goes on. It it certainly does, and it was nice, wasn't it? Like like you say, we just look comfortable when they they had quite a lot of the ball, but they rarely looked dangerous. The only big chance they had really was from a set piece, and we just let them pass the ball around in front of us and never really looked too threatened. In all honesty, it was nice, and and to be able to do that, like you said, without Mullen and McLean and a lot of injured players. Yeah, it was yeah. a real treat, wasn't it? Oh, definitely. They did have one clear chance where, you know, the, I don't know whether it was a, one of their strikers or, or or defender was actually in the box and he had a, a clean shot on goal and he hit it past the post. You know, that was yeah. the only chance that they really had where we, you know, we we didn't pick him up and mark him. But um, besides that, Rexon played so, so well and, you know, hopefully continues this coming weekend away at Accrington. Absolutely. Uh, it was, um, yeah, it was the centre-back who missed the chance. And, and, you know, it's tempting to say a centre-back's finish, but, you know, you expect any pro to hit the target from there nine times out of ten. And it would have brought Unconco into action, but it was a pretty straightforward clean sheet for him. Good to see Hayden and Tunnicliffe back on the pitch, though, wasn't it? And, and Cannon on the bench, although he didn't come off. Uh, we yeah. didn't think any of them be available. No, I didn't think Callum would be back after his injury against uh, Mansfield in the Cup. I thought he'd be out for a few weeks, but no, good to see him on the bench. Uh, Tony Cliff coming back, which is great. I mean, yeah, Hayden back so soon as well. The only thing is, this weekend, I think do we lose Mendy and we've got McLean missing on international duty. So, uh, mm. but we've got such you know depth, depth in the squad. You know, they can bring anybody on, and it doesn't diminish the the quality of the performance or the team that's out on the pitch. Mm. I d- just thinking about that, though, like just looking forward to Saturday as well. Like you said, McLean initially was going to be able to play on Saturday, but now he's been called up for both internationals. So we have essentially got Anthony Ford as a specialist wing back, and that's it. <laughs> Saturday. Um, what do we do? We got McAlinden, haven't we? He, he can do a job on either side. Jordan Davis, but he hasn't actually ever been picked at the wing back by Parkinson. No, uh, no. What, um, what, O'Connor. Well, O'Connor sits in the centre of defence at the moment, but if yeah. Tony Clips back and Hayden's back and you know Toes is back to his his good old self again with his, you know, he, he didn't put a foot wrong on Saturday. So, yeah, yeah maybe move O'Connor back in, you know, as a wing back. Mm, yeah, good do. We've got a few options. Yeah, yeah, we've got as well. So, uh, yeah, I can't see it being a problem with with the squad. I mean, McAlinden, but I think McAlinden plays better as a midfielder rather than a defender. Yeah. I mean, you you say many times, Mark, about you you do worry when a player is running at him and with his defensive skills. But yeah, I think he plays far better as a a midfielder. Yeah, and and to be fair as well, we we asked the wing backs to get up the pitch a lot, you know. Yeah. So in that respect, McAlinden. Can get up the pitch. Uh, I'd, be, I'd be interested to see what he does. I mean, James Jones has been used briefly at wing back as well, and you can see his attributes. But it's like you say, this team is clicking really nicely. You don't particularly want to move key players out of positions. Jones is playing superbly well on the right of the midfield three. O'Connor's doing really well on the left of the back three. And you sort of feel like you want to keep not shift things around too much, do you? Really? No, not at all. I, I, Mendy had a fantastic game on Saturday. You know. He, he was superb going down the wing. So, uh, yeah, he'll be a big miss. But I say we've got quality players to replace him. Exactly. Nice one. Well, 
Let's hope Atkinson goes well then. And uh, we'll have a little break and have a chat about the women's team. I'm Steve Dale, and this is Dragonheart. Well, the men's team did brilliantly, and the women's team had a tough old cup tie against Landedno, 1 1 0 in the 94th minute. I mean, Landedno from a division below, but they really showed heart and they were threatening as well. It's tricky in those sort of situations, Neil, but it's nice to have Wrexham teams who are the favourites and people are trying to pull off giant killings against us for a change because it's quite a long time since we've had that, really. Yeah, that, that's a scenario, isn't it? That, obviously, we played them last season in the, in the same league yeah. um, and, and beat them twice. No, we um, lost once to them. Lost once, sorry. Yeah, we lost 3-2 to them, yeah, yeah. So they're a good team, you know, and... You know, getting promoted doesn't mean anything. There's not a huge difference in golf in, in quality between the, the two leagues. Though, from what we saw of, um, you know, Britain Fay last year, they were a class team. And um, is it Connors Key we played at the race course? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were a really good team as well. So there's not a lot between the two teams. So, you know, Candidna would have come there to, as you say, to, to, to take a scalp, you know, because... Uh, Wrexham have gone a league above them, but um, yeah, being favourites always a difficult, difficult task, and and the opposition always come to to try and nick the game. We saw that in a couple of the FA Cup games in the men's league. Yeah, you no, know, the week before the um, and as well, Sam did know. I think had extra motivation because we've over the course of the last year and a half, taken two of their best players from them in Luisa Doran and Mary Gibbard. And so I think maybe there was a sense of, you know, we poached their players and they wanted to give us a bit of a bloody nose. They also had a, a centre-forward, um, Donaher, who was averaging three goals a game. Wow. And, you know, that, any any player doing that is going to be in tasty form. And yeah. so they, they genuinely packed fresh, put a lot of pressure on us early on. Um, but didn't really make many chances. Wrexham defensively have been really good in recent games. And then we, I would say after that opening 10 minutes, we were the better team. We had spells where we put pressure on. Their goalkeeper uh, made some fabulous, fabulous saves. Uh, Megan Robinson. She, especially at the start of added time, when Gibbard tried to shot a shot, nailed a volley on the stretch from six yards out right inside the post, and somehow Robinson tipped it round the, the post for the corner. But then that's where the game come from, the goal came from, because sadly Robinson, having been so brilliant, then really got a bit stuck underneath the ball for the corner, didn't reach it, and Katie Sharp scored. Uh, Katie Sharp classic. Just uh, any centre back would be delighted with charging in, scoring from about an inch out. But very much a case of I want it more than anybody else. There were defenders around, <laughs> and she just tore in and launched at it. And I really don't know what part of her body it came off, but it didn't really matter. The fact was, yeah, it was that I want it more. It's it's on the line, and I, she just hurled herself bodily at it. And we had, we deserved it, but Flanders no were excellent, excellent opponents. Which again shows that you know you just mentioned Britain Ferry, you just mentioned Connors Key Nomads. We're talking about Flanders not giving us a good, tough game. Uh, having eight teams in the top division, the Welsh FA need to look at this. There's clearly sides that could build and grow up that division who be able to yeah. compete. And I don't know, Neil. I, I put it to you that the best way to grow a, a division 
is to give people an opportunity to to get in there and and grow and show they were they're worth it. Yeah, I I, I don't understand why there's only eight teams in there. Um, you know, we'd think at least twelve. You know, there are some other quality teams that Wrexham played in the north, mm. and I'm sure there's going to be exactly the same down in in, in South Wales. You know, this, with Britain Ferry, maybe he's one of them. But um, yeah, they could. Inc- you know, increase it by two teams from the north, maybe and two teams from the south, just to make it a, a more competitive league and a, and a bigger league. Yeah, I mean, Cascade, who are a, a youth club, I believe, who have a senior team. I may be wrong on that. Um, they pushed Britain Ferry really hard in the southern division, and you, know, you see how good Britain Ferry was. They must be pretty decent, there, mustn't they, as well, to be able to to keep up with them until the last weekend of the season. Um, so yeah, you feel like exactly what you said, having another two from the north, two from the south, it would also address that imbalance that that Wrexham's promotion made a small scratching of the south, the it being a very sort of southern centric league. You know, mm. we, we've got us and TNS Aberystwyth in the in mid Wales, everything else is in the south. It'd be nice to see a couple more northern teams. I, I just feel like a body like the Welsh FA has a bit of a responsibility to represent the whole country and make an effort to do that. It, it seems a shame. Especially if they want to, you know, see the, the, the women's game grow in Wales and, you know, improve our performances on the pitch, on the international pitch, you know. So they've got to give these these, these Welsh players a better opportunity, more competitive games in their own locality so they don't have to leave the country and go and play for, you know, a team over the board in England, you know. It would be far better for playing in Wales. Yeah. Um, okay. And I think, you know, it, it would give... You know, the, the manager, the Welsh manager of the women's team, a less of a headache and give a, you know, such more, a lot more players to choose from, from the Welsh, Welsh system. Yeah, I think in the previous Wales women's squad, there was one Welsh league player, uh, which I guess mirrors the men's situation, doesn't it, really? Yeah. But um, it, it would be great to see, yeah, the, the division built up. And I, I, my gut feeling is this is a sort of, once in a lifetime opportunity when you've got Wrexham flying like this, Swansea are playing us on Sunday and they're playing them in the proper stadium. Swansea don't usually play in the in the the, the big stadium in Swansea. Um, Cardiff will be doing likewise. We've brought a buzz to women's football in Wales, and I just feel that that's got to be grabbed hold of by the Welsh exactly. FA because this is not something that happens every day. You know, Robin Ryan's impact on the men's team on the town is massive, they can have a massive impact on the women's game in Wales as well, but you know, other people have to play ball, for want of a better way of putting it, you know, so they've got to take this chance, I think, and, and go for broke. I know it's a, you know, they might see it as a gamble, but I just feel that, you know, let's not just let this moment pass, and and then women's football doesn't develop anymore in, in Wales. No, because that mo- moment won't be there forever either, so, you know, this is a prime time to take the opportunity, I mean, you know, increasing the competition in this league. And, mm. you know, apart from the Scottish League, you know, which other league has eight teams in it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair point. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that's, that's me griping. Oh, I was going to say as well that, that that team Cascade are also in the quarterfinals of the Welsh Cup alongside us, which again suggests to me they must be pretty decent. So, yeah, very, very good. Give them a shot, you know. It the seems way to Swansea on Saturday. Uh, say again? Away at Swansea on Saturday. On Sunday. Sunday, sorry. And that's, yeah, a, so... that's a 
again, another big test, a hell of an occasion in Swansea's city's home ground. Um, I just think it's interesting because we've got we've had a lot of wins in the last few what three games against sides who you'd think are competing to be in third or fourth place, and we sort of saw ourselves in that situation. But now we're second. Swansea are three points behind us. <clears throat> if we could get a win there, I, I know there's still be what six games left, but we'd have a six point gap to third place, and that would be a hell of an achievement to actually be six points ahead at that point of a side with genuine title ambitions and hoping we can hang on to it and compete with Cardiff for the top spot. It's, it just feels way ahead of schedule and brilliant, to be honest. Definitely. And didn't, didn't Cardiff beat Swansea recently as well? Yeah. Yeah. The last league game a fortnight ago. Yeah. Yeah. So but Cardiff for the team to, sorry. Huge game for Wrexham then on Sunday. This will, will tell them exactly where they are, you know, yeah. playing Swansea, big stadium. There'll be quite a few fans there, I'm assuming. So, uh, yeah. And the great thing is as well, if we win that, well, if we win that, right, we've just put ourselves in an amazing position. But also, if we win that, we've then got two games coming up against the bottom two. So we can look to maintain that. And then hopefully we get ourselves into a situation where there's four games left and we're six points ahead of Gart Swansea. Or feasibly more if they drop points. So that to me feels like a, a, a if we could get a result this Sunday, you just feel that things could beautifully drop into place where you only have to look above and not worry about what's in third place, which is a great a great thought. As you imagine, then, with only eight teams in, it's quite a short season for them as well. Well, yes, but then the, the season will split. So okay. we'll get the top four will then go into their own little mini league yeah, using like the points the already accumulated and then the bottom four will have a relegation. Uh, Play some the Welsh well. Premier League, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's quite a nice idea and it'll be quite fun to get into that. And I, But let's say, frankly, that was our intention. Our aim at the start of the season was let's mm -hmm. try and get into the top four. Let's try and get into that, you know, that league there. Uh, but now, well, I mean, half the season's played. We're three points off the top. Mm -hmm. Clearly, we are title contenders. Yeah, yeah. This is wonderful. Another crowd turning out, Mark, to watch the women's team at, at home when they play home. Uh, getting crowds of around 500, 600. Excellent. Um, which is superb. I mean, I, I, probably you'd get more if it was at the race course because it would be an occasion, but that that's a, an excellent crowd. And, yeah, the, yeah. The, the seats are usually pretty much all gone at Kevin. And it was a rotten day. On, I'll tell you what, Sunday was a day to stay by the fire and watch the game on the TV. Oh, it was a horrible day on Sunday. Yeah. But, that yeah. you know, crowds like that are actually more than a lot of the Welsh Premier League. Yeah. Well, exactly. Very exactly. good crowds. I mean, twice a lot of uh, Welsh men's Premier League crowds, frankly, aren't they? So, yeah. again, that's brilliant. Fantastic atmosphere there as well. It wholeheartedly encourage people to watch it. I go down there and, and all the games are streamed if you can't. Ooh, sorry, got hiccups if you can't. So, yeah. It's just brilliant to watch. Oh, I might also, I know this has come, oh, oh the hiccups are getting big now. Um, There's a brilliant podcast that is not part of the club's podcast family, but I wholeheartedly recommend, strongly recommend, I'll put it in the um, comments of the video and the podcast. Uh, there's an interview. It's the first podcast of a series called This Girl Can Play. And it's an interview with Lily Jones. 
And I, I mean, I, all I can say is that Lily Jones comes across so well. She is so articulate. Absolutely brilliant interview. Uh, and I strongly recommend it. I mean, obviously, watch the rest of this first. But then that that's a fabulous podcast. That is, a, and, and as a first episode, it's really promising of what's to come with those guys. So very, very good stuff. Happy days. <laughs> right. We'll have a listen now to Kerry Fisher who is not a tribute act uh, for Princess Leia. So, yeah, Star Trek joke. Yeah, yeah, not bad, not bad. Um, that was awful. Um, it's a weird one, this, because I was actually in the Overton Arcade in town and bumped into Kerry, and she runs the opticians at the end of the arcade, which is called Icadia. And she was just fascinating talking about the impact of Robin Ryan on the town and you know, in a business sense. And I've sort of always wanted to do a bit more about that to talk about it. So I feel like it's intangible, but really important. Mm -hmm. um, and so we had a chat. So after this, have a listen to Kerry Fisher. I'm Mike the Ref, and this is Dragonheart. Your reasons for starting up here in the Overton Arcade mm -hmm. are specifically linked, I think, in many ways to the effect on Wrexham of the Takeover. Yeah, absolutely. There's many different reasons that went into it, but one of the main reasons why I knew it was going to be successful is because how much Wrexham is changing and adapting since the Takeover. So it's not just making it a positive impact for people's you know emotionally mm. a good impact but also economically as well mm. uh you know i've opened here you can see up the high street there's lots of painters and decorators bobbing about yeah. at the minute on high street and then up the main shopping street as well you can see and and it's really nice because a lot of these shops have been boarded up for mm. so long um and then all of a sudden you're seeing on Wrexham leader and whatever it is all these different news articles or such and such has been approved here and there, such and such has been approved. And I think it's only going to be beneficial for, you know, the whole town, uh, not only for tourism, money coming in, but also it, it improves people's lives, doesn't it? Mm. It makes people feel good. It makes people feel better and that we don't have to jump on the bus or the train to Chester. Which, yeah. No, we don't want to do that. Nobody we want to, to stay that. here at Wrexham. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm obsessed by the sort of intangible effect of the takeover. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly it, isn't it? You know, I think people just feel more upbeat and positive about Wrexham. I'll include myself in that, if mm -hmm. I'm perfectly honest. But I think that there is a... It's hard to measure, but there's a real sense, isn't there, of, well, we're from Wrexham, we like this. And, mm -hmm. and it benefits people all around. Absolutely. You know, you could... Previously, before the takeover, you, you know, people would ask you where you're from, and I would just mm. say North Wales. Mm -hmm. uh, but now you can drop Wrexham in there, and it doesn't matter where you are in the country, everyone's heard of you, whether they're from here or they're a tourist on holiday. Yeah. They know exactly who, the, who we are, where we're from, mm. and, that, and now they know all about the football club as well. So, you know, I often go to the pubs on a Friday, Saturday <laughs> night or whatever, and you can meet a tourist here yeah. that's on their holidays. I know, why have you come to Wrexham? Oh, we've got tickets to mm. uh, football games. I'm like, wow, that's that's incredible. And yeah. it's so good for the local businesses. Yeah. And I thought, I want a piece of this. Yeah. I think I can make a success for what I want to bring to, to my town, city, sorry. <laughs> um, and I, on the back of that, 
the business is something different as well. Mm. So I just knew it would work. I mean, and as well, you know, you and you were saying to me before, other people that you know have consciously decided this is a, I don't want to put this the wrong way, but it's a wave you want to surf. It's something exciting. Mm -hmm. It's an incentive to set up businesses in Wrexham mm -hmm. rather than just go somewhere else where it might feel like a safer bet, mm -hmm. or might have done in the past, but mm -hmm. now Wrexham feels like a place that you can set something up and mm -hmm. it will flourish. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's, there's been a couple of stores just up and down the high street which have recently now been leased out and the, mm. like I said to you earlier they're all decorating getting ready to open yeah. because a lot of people can see that if other businesses are doing it exactly how I felt earlier I want a piece of this I want to yeah. be part of this story I want to make a, a, a positive impact on my community mm. and I want to bring my skills and my professionalism and offer what I've got you know to, yeah. to, to my community to my town and it's infectious, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, and it snowballs out of control. Yeah. Then you know, once other people start doing it and seeing how successful yeah. it is, I think it's only it's only going to be positive. Now, of course, here you're maybe not a business that's going to rely so much on on footfall. Mm -hmm. Although, having said that, people will be more aware of you the more they're in town and walk around in here. Mm -hmm. um, but having a big event in town once a fortnight, at least, mm -hmm. having things like processions when we win the trophy, that was, we went straight past here, of course. It did indeed. And it was insane. It was madness. Um, yeah, it was so yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> but that must be good as well, in to, like a motivating factor to make people want to to give it a go in Wrexham, start a business in Wrexham, mm -hmm. because you are getting a lot more people in. You are getting more eyes on a business in Wrexham than you would have done, I'd have thought. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of it, you can you can, you can rely on the footfall mm. up and down here. Uh, but what's unique about this little arcade, people come looking for it. Mm. And I think previously businesses have moved on from here before, so they want to know what's down here now. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we, we're all quite conscious down here to kind of fit into the same, you know, ethos, and we all want yeah. to kind of look and feel the same, but with our own kind of unique style as well. Um, so hence why I've got the board on the high street to try and get people down here, <laughs> yeah. and I'm quite big on, on social media as well, trying to, you know, create TikToks and Reels, mm. which... Which was interesting, trying to learn how to do that as well, I must admit. <laughs> yeah. I didn't enjoy it at first, but now I love yeah, it. Yeah. But yeah, the, the footfall is, I think it's only ever going to increase the more mm. the tourism increases. And that's why I wanted to, to have quite a lot yeah, of yeah. somewhere in the shop yeah. for, for people to come in and just buy off the peg as well, yeah. rather than bringing their prescription in. Mm. Yeah. I mean, as in the past, Wrexham has had tourism, mm -hmm. but it's tended to be based around parish church behind us yeah. because of our Yale's tomb and also more as a sort of base I would say you mm -hmm. know we're well located for people to go out of Wrexham mm -hmm. which isn't very helpful for Wrexham in terms of being a business centre or a shopping centre because people are staying in the Wednesday or whatever it did in the past mm -hmm. so they can go to Flandidno so they can go to Conway so they can go to Chester mm -hmm. uh, but now I mean, you must see it being in the heart of the city, mm -hmm. the amount of people coming from other countries, and if not as part of a tour of a holiday where they're going around Britain, mm -hmm. even sometimes just to stay in Wrexham for a couple of weeks, that, that must be mind-blowing to see the amount of people yeah. around it. Yeah, it really is. I mean, previously, I think 
I ever wanted to try and explain to someone where I was from or where the business was, mm. it would be, oh, have you heard of Llangollen? Have you heard of Llan? Uh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. the aqueduct. Yeah. You know, you, surely you've heard of that. Oh, yeah, I've been there with yeah. my family years ago. Great, we're, we're not far from there. Mm. And maybe the tourism back then would all kind of escalate that way, you know, yeah. um, bypassing the town. Uh, but no, definitely now. I think it's only going to, well, we'll see it when, you know, if anyone builds more hotels or more pubs <laughs> yeah, or whatever yeah. like that, you know. I think people are coming here to stay here to mm. experience, yes, the football game, but also the culture, yeah. the Welshness, the difference, you yeah, know, yeah. and just embrace it for yeah. their holiday. And it's 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 a bizarre time. Yeah. It's weird to see, <laughs> but I'm loving it. It's, it's great, and it's yeah. only going to get better. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. And as well, the fact that, you know, I'm particularly interested in, in what you're saying because yeah, there are plenty of businesses that directly benefit from a link to the club mm-hmm. but it, it isn't just that there's a growing sense of confidence in the town because businesses like yourself who aren't linked to the club mm-hmm. you still benefit from the fact that you are in a, a place that's going upwards and has more self-confidence if you will yeah definitely I think for me it, it, it that was the cherry on the cake yeah. the, the club being sold and then season one of uh, Welcome to Wrexham and just seeing how the community just felt better and mm. felt more positive. And it was so, so good to see on that show on the first mm. season. And I just thought, this is just, this is too good to miss. If I don't yeah. do this now, I'm going to regret it because someone else with my qualifications mm. is going to do it and I'll kick myself for it. <laughs> yes. I'd be gutted. Yeah, I really yeah. would. So I think for me, it was just, right, this is silly now. Mm get your ducks in a row, speak to who you got to speak to, put your big girl pants on, as they say, <laughs> and let's get this show on the road. And that, yeah. that's exactly what I did with the help of my partner um, and why we wanted to open it here. Yeah. The arcade is, is perfect for it as well, because like you mentioned about the church, it's yeah. such a lovely little um, a lovely little view and a little walk around here. Yeah. And I, that's how I bumped into you. You yeah, were exactly. showing tourists yeah, around yeah. down the arcade and that's how I met you. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's brilliant. But it, it's so beautiful that you, got, you are going to get more tourism mm. around this spot, aren't you? So yeah. it's only going to be better. Yeah. If I had a pound for every time I'd lined up ducks while wearing my big girl pants, <laughs> I'd tell you. Yeah. <laughs> you had a pound. <laughs> I, I shouldn't have mentioned that because uh, only my psychiatrist is aware of it. They, um, Are they? Well, yeah. They, uh, but it's just, it's just, it's just such a. I don't think I can cope in my brain with how mind blowing this is. I no. feel like I just go along as if this, oh, this is happening now, like it's mm-hmm. normal. This is not normal. No. And I love the way you've said about. It's been a sort of once in a lifetime opportunity that you just have not feel an obligation to grasp. Yes, this this doesn't happen to towns. No, this country is depressed. This town was depressed, mm-hmm. and then suddenly it's a city, and it's it's the talk of the town. Well, it's the talk of everybody. Yeah, this is a it's a it's a, it's a remarkable time for yeah. this town, and it's in the whole long context of it mm. it's, it's just mad it's, it's I, such I a nice story for me yeah yeah um and i feel really privileged to be a part of it and the fact that it, it, it's in my time yeah, you know yeah. um yeah we've been through how, how tragic it has been this town you know and mm. i wasn't part of that time i was yeah. too young or wasn't here 
but I like the fact now, you know, I'm old enough to, to start the business and watch this city change and grow yeah, yeah. and uh, and improve everyone's lifestyle. Whereas I think I'd be a bit disappointed if I was like a toddler at this age yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. you know, watching back Missed on documentaries yeah. like, oh my gosh, that yeah. looks so good. That must have been such yeah. a positive feeling. So we're blessed that it's it's we're, we're part of the yeah. story now. We're part of history. And, well, you love your history more than anyone. I, I certainly do. I, I wallow in it and live in the past. <laughs> and I suddenly, out of nowhere, the present's better. What a shock for me that was. You know. <laughs> the, um, I've got to say, I, I, I shouldn't have said that you have no link with the club in that there are your epic uh, uh. frames that Rob and Ryan could benefit from. They could they? benefit from, um, yeah. Should, should they choose to take up the offer? I would um, love them to. Yeah, so tell us a bit about those. So uh, when I opened the business, obviously, I needed to decide what frame brands I took on. Mm. And I wanted to be quite small and quite niche, so everything is, is either handmade or it's bespoke. And uh, one of the brands is called Feb 31st, so it's handmade in Italy, uh, out of wood and you can get really creative with it. So basically, you tell them what you want it to look like, what shape, what size, what color, and then they make it out of 13 layers of wood all pressed together. It's all custom made, so there's zero waste, so it's a really sustainable uh, company as well. But uh, the idea of for the, either the Rob or the Ryan frame, depends who gets it first, <laughs> um, I have printed, they have printed it, so in fact, uh, the Rexham AFC badge on the front of yeah, the frame. Yeah. So the idea behind it was to gift it to one of them. Now I know they both wear glasses. I know yeah. I know Ryan wears them a bit more often that mm. I've seen on, on, on the show and stuff. But I was thinking of maybe making them a pair of like sunglasses, maybe to wear at one or two games well, you know, you when the Welsh weather graces us. <laughs> yes. That was my idea about yeah, yeah. it. Um, so yeah. The, the frame is absolutely beautiful. I've made it in, in a quite a masculine shape. It's quite a boxed off shape. Uh, it is on the socials for anyone who wants to take a little look at it. Um, but that is the idea about it. So, uh, yeah, watch this yeah. space. And we should emphasise as well that um, you're fully aware of copyright law. And so absolutely. It, so it would be a gift rather than uh, something you donate money off. It is absolutely uh, a gift. Yeah, yeah. yeah, a lot of people have reached out saying, like, is this for sale? Can you make me one? The yeah. same, and it no, it is yeah, a one-off. Yeah. Um, but I can, along with the designer, um, make Wrexham themed uh, yeah, uh, yeah. spectacles. That I, I've got one up there, which I didn't oh. show you the other day. Oh, yeah, actually, God. when you're here, yeah, yeah. they have because they're made out of wood. They've burnt in a Welsh dragon on oh, the side, that's very good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so then I made uh, it's a red, green, and white frame. It's absolutely yeah. beautiful. Nice. But yeah, they're on the socials for yeah, anyone yeah. to take a look at. But it just means you can get really creative. And there's not going to be, you know, two pairs of specs the same out there in yeah. the UK or, or globally because yeah, it's a global yeah. company. So, yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful brand. And they, they, they're the ones who make the make them out of uh, the trees knocked down by storm via. Is that, that right? That's it. Well, we were talking about the pronunciation earlier. You, you <laughs> guessed, yeah, uh, with our Welsh, Welsh accents. But, <laughs> yeah, so it's the storm that hit the Dolomites in yeah. 2000. Was it 14, was it? Was, it, was, it, was that the year? I'm, we'll, I'm going we'll to say to, yes. I have we'll no have idea. to take a look at that, wouldn't we? <laughs> but, yeah, 14 million trees were felled because of the storm. Um, so they have kind of encapsulated all them frames and they use that for their wow. wood for the Feb 31st yeah, yeah. brand now. So rather than it being burnt and going to waste, it's all being used along with the Italian government to, yeah. to be able to, to become something positive. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's a stunning brand and a really nice message, especially for today's you know sustainability message. Yeah. People 
they are bothered about where their goods come from now, mm. how they're produced, and then what happens to their goods when they're no longer in use. So, yeah. you know, having an acetate frame, you know, things aren't going to, yeah. you know, it doesn't have the same sustainability message as, as say, the mm. Feb 31st do. So, yeah, it's a really nice story from them. And, and something that interests me as well about, about here... Icadia, just remember, mm-hmm. I haven't mentioned the name of the place. Oh, yeah, so Icadia, Icadia. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it's interesting to me because I think when the town has been more depressed before the takeover, mm-hmm. um, I think businesses like this, and there are a lot of other ones like independent businesses, mm-hmm. um, like I said, like you were saying, hadn't got maybe the courage to set themselves up in a town that appeared to be fit, well, mm-hmm. that was failing. Um, and I find it really interesting that, yeah, this is a, a bespoke business, and, mm-hmm. and you know, as, as are many others that you've mentioned or that, that you know, you've alluded to, um, and it's the sort of thing that people in Wrexham weren't getting because the only people willing to take the chance on opening or sustaining a business tended to be chains, mm-hmm. and so the actual nature, I think, of Wrexham, um, in terms of what we can go out and see and do in the town has improved massively mm-hmm. um and and i think that's part of your ethos as well in general yeah. in terms of you want to offer you know a sort of like the frames you just talked about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. something unique rather than something generic and, yeah. and that's that, that that's just that in general across all businesses right so that's a very positive thing for us to have isn't it oh absolutely and you know i think one of the first people that i told that i was going to be doing this uh, no names mentioned, they said to me, why don't you open in Chester instead? Mm. And I was just, yeah, I was really disappointed in that comment, to yeah. be honest, because I'm like, well, you know, people complain that there isn't enough in Wrexham, so we need to start doing mm. this, and, and we are, it's working. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think with my previous job, um, sales repping in the optical field for, for years, I've, you know, I've driven around different towns and cities and villages seeing what's on offer, and I wanted that for, you know, my community as well. Yeah. Um, so the bespoke handmade frames, you know, the, the different styles and brands that I've got here, uh, they weren't available yeah. and I wanted to make them available. And I also wanted to make the practice feel different as well. Yeah. So I wanted it to be a much more relaxed atmosphere, mm. um, you know, have a cup of tea, have a beer if you want, you know, we've got a pub next door. That's true enough, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's nice, relaxed, it's not... You know, it's not clinical, it's, you know, mm. I don't do eye tests, it's much more focused on retail. Mm. And it's just bringing things that from eyewear that I've always enjoyed and experienced for the past 10 years living in other cities to this city mm. and letting other people embrace it and enjoy it. Mm. And uh, so far, yeah, it's been good yeah. so far. Brilliant. And I'm really enjoying it as yeah. well. Yeah. I'm loving it. And, and that, that growing independent sense in the town, like I said, improves our quality of life as people living here mm-hmm. and in next the, the pub you allude to next door the drunk monk yes you know i mean I, you know what I, I assure you as a big fan of belgian beer <laughs> um it, it, it you know for a long time we certainly haven't had any belgian beer bars in Wrexham, right. but now we've got a few different independent places yeah, around is, yeah and it's just it's just nice to see isn't it when so many towns i mean i know from following Wrexham and doing commentaries in the way games so many towns look exactly the same as the others. Mm-hmm. You go out to buy something, you'll get the same experience mm-hmm. wherever you are. Globalisation isn't a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now Wrexham is now getting these independence mm-hmm. set-ups. And, and as you said, you, 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 
you favour the um, okay the luxury item ahead of the mm-hmm. mundane, which yeah. again is something you wouldn't have got in, in Wrexham as much, I would argue. Well, uh, so it's really positive, I think, in a lot of ways. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, every town in the city has been taking a nosedive, yeah. you know, economically, and it, it, it's, it's really tragic. But just as an example, um, you look at Shrewsbury. Mm. Shrewsbury has got the longest uh, independent trading street in the UK, I mm. believe. <laughs> I could be wrong. Don't, don't, we're not yeah. big on fact checking no, yeah, here, whether it's Italian storms or uh, yes. Shrewsbury yeah. plains. Don't you worry, we don't, we're not fussed. From when I last checked, it was um, the longest independent. I think it's yeah. pronounced the Wiley Cop. So it's not far from the yeah, NCP, think, yeah, park yeah. at the bottom, and then you walk yeah. up that big hill. It is bustling. It is busy. It is rammed. It is beautiful. It's full of independent traders. And they're not just independent coffee shops. You know, mm. they're people with their skills and their talents. These jewellery makers, there's clothes makers. There's, there's absolutely everything on that street, and it's booming. So if we could take that kind of ethos yeah. and bring it here to Wrexham, yeah, exactly. well, I think we already are. It's starting, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, I think it's only going to improve, you know, people's job prospects as well because mm. getting involved in it, you know, uh, and then also the, the economy. And then people are going to want to visit more, so it's only going to be beneficial. And that's exactly what I wanted to do with Icadia. I didn't want to stock frames that you could get in the big malts, basically. Mm, mm. Um, there's within eyewear, there's there's a place for everybody in our industry. Um, and what I was offering was not available. Mm. Like I mentioned earlier, yeah. someone said, Well, why don't you open in Chester? I'm like, no, yeah. let's bring it here. If it's if it can be successful in other towns and cities, why won't it work here? Yeah. Let's try it. That was the point, basically. I just, I really wanted to make sure that everything was available for people. You know, yeah. it wasn't just like, oh, well, I can't get that round here. Yeah, you yeah. Because we've always had that, haven't we? Yeah. yeah. So. Well, exactly. It's uh, yeah, but that, and it all it all comes back. Like I say, I just feel there's an intangible but clear sense of uh, self worth in Wrexham now. People thinking, yeah, why can't we have that rather than mm-hmm. this place is depressed? Mm-hmm. I, I need to ask you one more thing. Which okay. is that you've, you've said to me, and you're not necessarily a football fan, you're not a football fan, and I forgive you. As a, <laughs> as a high priest of football, I absolve you. Um, Thank you. You're welcome, that's okay. I'm getting there, yeah, I've been yeah. to a game. Oh, oh, oh right. fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. I, got, I got yeah. taken to a game, and uh, it was really enjoyable. Yeah. And I've always really, uh, you know, when you see games on the telly, and like the crowd are going absolutely nuts, and yeah. I'm thinking, oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when I was there, yeah. I, I I couldn't. I was yeah. It, yeah I was yeah. gone. It was amazing. It was such a good experience. Yeah. I were uh, yeah. I'd like to go to another. Right. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I will. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but having said that, if you you really when well, you said so you've watched Welcome to Wrexham the first series uh-huh. twice, you're yes. you're up to date with the second season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I, I'm just interested from that perspective as somebody who didn't go into it as a Wrexham fan or football fan. You know, what is it that appeals to you about it? What is it that you think it does so well? Did the show, get... watching the show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's honestly, can I be really honest? Please, please do. <laughs> this sounds like I'm going to get insulted now. <laughs> no. Uh oh. I love it. I love seeing people I know on the telly. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Like people I used to drink with in, on, in the Swan on <laughs> Penabrin on the telly. That is. It wrecks my brain, and then <laughs> yeah. obviously now because I I run the business here in 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 the, in the arcade and I'm I'm in town most days now. 
seeing all them highlights, you know. Yeah. Well, I watched an episode last night. It was the Notts County game. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's always, like, little screenshots from around the, the mm. city, isn't there? And last night's game, there was a little bit that was outside the front of the arcade here, yeah. which is going to be a new wine bar. And that, for me, it, 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 in, it ticks my emotional box. Yeah. I see it. I resonate with it and I want to be a part of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and yeah, it's about the club, obviously it yeah. is, but it's more than that now. Yeah. It's about all of us, whether you're a football fan or not. Yeah. I've even bought a shirt. Oh, very good, very good. It's the, it's that teal green away one with it's oh, always yeah. sunny on the yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah, maybe I should have wore it today. Well, I, well no, no, that's, uh, you know. We we don't have a strict wardrobe rule on the show. Uh, I promise you. The uh, I mean that's brilliant to hear. I, my theory, which I'm sorry, I'm going to say it again. I know I say it every week. I feel like the reason it's big and draws people in from around the world to come here mm-hmm. is because it's not really about football. It's about a town. It's about mm-hmm. people, and the football is an incidental part of that, an important part of it, but incidental in many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what makes it so appealing that people come here to see the place and to see the people as much as going to see the game. And Absolutely. 100% in my experience, I've met lots of supporters who've come from different countries. Mm-hmm. Um, and firstly, it's a privilege. It's, it's an absolute delight. It's lovely. I bet it is. But secondly, we don't tend to talk much about football. Really? We, we genuinely don't. I, this took me a surprise, and now I get it. Mm. People don't want to come and meet me to ask me what I thought of a Wrexham game. They've seen me or other people in Wrexham as a person who lives here, and mm. they just they, they feel, you know, they know us to some extent, mm-hmm. want to come and chat. Yeah. Just want to come and chat. And, and, it's all emotional. And maybe tell their story as well, mm. and that's brilliant. It's mm-hmm. brilliant. I didn't get it at first. I thought... Mm. You know, I thought people will come here, we've seen the football show, let's talk about football. Genuinely don't. That's good. Uh, and that's I nice that, to think though. that. But I think I'm right that mm. it's the the show draws people in because of the people. Yeah. I think the and culture. that's what it, yeah. I think if if they'd have bought an English club maybe, um, I think this whole ride would be completely different. Yeah. Because I think what's unique about well not unique about us, but I think what's really good about the Wrexham Club is because it is in Wales mm-hmm. and we do have a different mindset and a different culture, mm. um, a different language for, for some as well, which we talked about yeah. earlier. But I think that has definitely helped with the story and the brand of Wrexham yeah. uh, and the Rob and Ryan story, absolutely, of being Welsh yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah, I think it does. You know what? I don't think I've ever said this out loud apart from ranting in front of the telly to my wife. Um, hi, Emma. Sorry about you know, all those years that I'm putting you through. Um, I find that national media in Britain looks down its nose at Wales and Welshness. Mm-hmm. That if the Welsh language gets mentioned mm-hmm. on a TV show, it's generally to laugh at it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're on a... I know this is a trivial thing. If you're on a quiz show and you come from Wrexham, they clearly will make you say, I come from Wales or North Wales. Yeah. Whereas if you're from somewhere in England, generally you'll mm-hmm. be able to mention the neighbourhood rather than the town yeah. often, you know. Yeah, um, And I, what, something I really like, and I think some people feared a little before the show came out, is on Welcome to Wrexham, Rob and Ryan pay 
genuine respect to Wales and the Welsh language in a way that you oh, actually absolutely. don't see much in British mm-hmm. mass media. Yeah, they, and, they, and it's not a joke. To yeah, them. exactly. It's serious. Yeah, the whole poppy ping thing for microwaves, which, oh. you know, I mean, my wife explains this, my wife's first language Welsh, that, yeah, people do say poppy ping for, yes, for okay. microwaves, but it's not... It's a sort of jokey thing, yeah. but it's presented as look at the silly little hobbits and their odd language, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, really, you know, is. and that's it's part tragic. of it, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. Whereas you say, it's like a jokey sort of slang yeah. thing. It's not really that widespread mm-hmm. until people started saying it, mm-hmm. you know, as a joke. Yeah. Um, but there's no element whatsoever of that on Welcome to Rex. They no. take us for what we are and they celebrate it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I really like that. They, they go right back into, well, they were talking. The episode the other week about Gresford mines yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. It's very serious to them. Yeah. They understand where we're from and the culture mm. and the history and the pain and the struggle. They they get it, don't they? Yeah. And they want to bring that, you know, globally. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's not just nationally. It's yeah. it's global, isn't it? And I think for them, I think they see it as a bit like their duty now. Yeah. Because yes, the the owners of the football club, but I think. I don't think people would respect them as much as they do yeah. without them doing what they're doing. Absolutely. And it's, yeah, it's yeah. a credit to them. Like their yeah. PR team is obviously top notch. Yeah, yeah. well, <laughs> they're doing yeah. a very good job because yeah. it, it's, it's only positive mm. for, for when people watch it and like they want to come here. And That's it's great. interesting as well to me in that you get the sort of overall sense when you look on social media that other people in Britain and other people in football don't like this. Mm. Um, that's not true. It's purely the loudest shouters on social media. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a small minority. Mm-hmm. I go around football clubs, or they come to us, and hundred percent people just say it's great. Um, but I also, but but when it comes to that cynicism, it's sometimes fans. That's, that's just what fans do. That's yeah. fine. That, that's okay. It's football, we'll isn't we'll it? moan about another team, yeah. and we don't really mean it as such. Or you know, Whatever. or yeah, exactly. <laughs> But um, but there, there is an element I think of national media reporting in in football, which is very sniffy about us, mm-hmm. um, rather than the people in football clubs, mm-hmm. who uh, maybe maybe a little bothered by the fact that we're clearly a force, you know, when you're in League Two and then we come along and you sort of think, oh no, they're going to be good. That's that you know they're going to be above us this year. So I get that, mm-hmm. but that's all it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you do get a sort of sniffiness sometimes by. So he's in national writers rather than mm-hmm. local ones or people attached to clubs. I've said that twice now. I'm just going in circles, but, but that's what I do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but um, it's. I have no idea where I was going. That's the problem. That's the problem. Going in circles. <laughs> I, had, I had a profound point to make, and I don't know what it was now. What well, was it? Did I read somewhere that? I mean, I could be wrong here. Or did someone tell me? But apparently, when it comes to home games, like. All the clubs have the best away yeah, ticket that, yeah, sell yeah. out of yeah because yeah. they all want to come here yeah. for a game. Well, I Neil mean, and our show has pointed that out regularly ah, on this show. That's what it was. That yes. he says, firstly, there's only one team that haven't had a thousand away fans here. That's roughly the amount we offer. So it's very rare the away fans don't sell out. And to be fair, the team that didn't sell out was Sutton, which is you know the other side of London. On a Tuesday night, bit of a mesh. and they're not a you know they're not a big club as such. I'm not being that insultingly, but their history is a lower level mm-hmm. than this, and they still sent three hundred dollars on a Tuesday night when it was horrible. So that's impressive. That is um, impressive. But Neil also points out that everybody we go to, their biggest home crowd is us. 
Oh, brilliant. Because everyone, they want to, they whether, want to it's come. To, whether it's to give us a bloody nose, you yeah. know, fair enough, but we are the, the hot ticket. Yeah. You know? So it's all fascinating that. Yeah, but it's I just, not just good for our club, it's good for yeah, their club. Yeah, exactly as right. Well, that's you know, something, it, it's, it spreads, it's yeah. infectious. And that's my point, apart from the one I've forgotten, which is. <laughs> Are you there now? <laughs> no, 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 but I'm determined to remember it because I know it, when I thought it, I thought this is good. This is good, this is a doozy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, I remember it, I remember it. Excellent. Go on, but I'll, shoot. Go, but I'll, I'll say the first thing. I'll say the other thing first and then see if I forget it again. On, this man. doesn't get edited, does it, everyone? You're watching this right now. Yes, you are. You're watching me. What are you watching to a live meltdown? Um, well, it's not live, obviously, but uh, you'll, you'll read the headlines about me going insane before you watch this. Um, now I've forgotten both of them. Oh, God. Oh, well, never mind. And this is my style. I promise uh, we didn't have a pint next door. Didn't know. No, no we had a cup of tea. And I'm actually disappointed we didn't get a pint now yeah, so I think yeah. this is what it would have been. I think it would been like that. That's a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, it is good for other clubs, and that is illustrated by the fact that other clubs are happy with us. You get the odd fan mm -hmm. mounted at us. And that gets all the attention, mm -hmm. but generally they're okay with us. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other thing, which I'd forgotten, but now I remember, Go. is you sometimes get with mainstream journalists mm -hmm. people saying things like, uh, "They're not in it. They're only in it for the money yeah. that the owners are. They're only in it for the attention mm -hmm. and things like that." And um, that drives me absolutely insane. What do you say to? Them fans. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I've been journalist fans, yeah. but oh, ra right, rather right. than fans. Yeah. Um, and it always fascinates me that these people, uh, like I say, it'll be national media generally. I'm mm -hmm. not, not painting them all with the same brush, mm -hmm. but they will have this perspective of, well, we always look down our noses at this sort of thing, or mm. American owners, you know, which, which I find uncomfortable because you can't just lump all people from one nationality in mm -hmm. together. That's, that's, I mean, goodness me, surely we should know that by mm -hmm. now. Yeah, it's 2023, come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you very much. But then when they, they say this, so hang on, they want more publicity. Well, we got arguably the biggest film star in the world and a man who founded and stars in the longest running live action sitcom in history. Will they really get more attention by making another TV mm. show? I think they've got enough attention. I, I don't so. think they crave for that. And as for making money, buying a fifth division football club, <laughs> putting millions into it, mm. and then generating loads of revenue from things like Welcome to Wrexham, from sponsorship, and from good management, mm -hmm. and putting it all into the club. Now, you know, You've got more business acumen than I have, but that's not them making money. No, no. It's just so lazy. Yeah. So I suppose what I'm trying to say in an amazingly long-winded way You'll get is that. that, no, it won't. The, <laughs> is that I think people, when people see criticism, it's more generated by national media who aren't interested in even looking into the facts yeah. um, than being real. It really, I don't find resentment towards us at all when I go around no. them. Uh, that was an amazing 10 minute ramble. You got there. Simply because you said about how they've got good intentions at the end of the last thing you said. And I, I, I spent 10 minutes essentially to say <laughs> yes. Yes, they do. Mm -hmm. yeah. Correct. Yes. <laughs> Smooth now. Just edit that 10 minutes out. The, um, yeah. I mean, I can't comment on the media with when it comes to football because. Well, be able to i don't don't read it do i <laughs> yeah. and I, I don't 
you know, I don't I kind of follow that kind of thing. But I must admit, my, my Twitter's blown up with uh, lots of Wrexham... Yeah. <laughs> Rex and football fans ever since your tweet so uh, yeah <laughs> yes. now I get a lot yeah. of football news that I've never had before I'm sorry about so. that I'm no sorry it's, about it's that. lovely it's nice to read the, yes. um... it's great <laughs> it is good but no no I think you're right I mean uh, you're always going to get that kind of we're better than you kind of mm. attitude aren't you yeah, yeah. and then we come in with new owners and, and, and they've done what they've done for the town and then it's always going to be that bitter resentment, isn't yeah. it? Why wasn't it us? And then also it makes our losses and our embarrassments mm. even bigger, yes. you know, yeah, yeah. and even more embarrassing and like, yeah. oh my gosh, you know, yeah. Halifax, oh my God, you know, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, so, yeah. And it's like, well, calm down. There's still yeah. people yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there's still sportsmen and <laughs> yeah. we, you know, we lose and, and things happen, don't yeah. they? And yeah. I think, I think for, for situations like that, that Hollywood owners, that it, yeah, it does yeah. kind of amplify it a yeah. bit more. But yeah, I think it's only going to get bigger and better. Mm. And I think um, just keep going the way they go in. And exactly. it, yeah, I, I can't wait for the future. It's going to be amazing. And that's the perfect way to end all this conversation. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. It's, it's been an absolute pleasure. Oh, I've loved having you at the shop. Thank Excellent. you. Cool. Do you want some sunglasses? <laughs> well, I mean, if, it, if, if you're throwing expensive sunglass frames around, I might just go along with it. Yep. <laughs> nice one. I'm Luke Young, and this is Dragonheart. So there's Kerry. She was brilliant, absolutely superb, fascinating, and articulate about the subjects of the business and confidence that impact of Rob and Ryan. Now, Neil, you're a small businessman. I mean, you're not a small businessman, but you're a businessman whose business is quite small, if you see what I mean. You're taller than I am, I reckon. Um, Independent. Independent, yes. But, I mean, you know, you've taken a bold punt because, obviously, if you open the photographers in Whitchurch, most of the locals will think that if you take a photo of them, you've probably stolen their soul. And, yes, you know, you flourish. You know, wearing your independence businessman's hat, what, you know, it is true, isn't it? It's it's hard to put your finger on the exact benefits, but the truth of the matter is that Rob and Ryan coming in has a transformative effect on the town and on businesses, even if they have no direct links with them. Oh, totally agree with you, Mark. I mean, you see, going back to Saturday, so away, away end, totally sold out, Gilligan. It's in Kent. You know, you would never expect them to sell nearly 1,200 tickets to travel. All those 1,200 people come to Wrexham, walk around Wrexham, spend money, I'm assuming a lot of them do. Yeah. You know, and that's just one team, and nearly every team have sold out their way allocation this season, which brings added money into the town, spending, whether it be in the pubs or cafes or whatever. You know, it's, it's all beneficial to the town, and it's just, you know, we've got to think there's 10,000 people going to a game, every game now. So, again, they're all coming through the town and in the town. Mm. And it's a good, you know, feel-good factor. People going out in the town before and after the game, it's got to have a huge, huge impact on the the revenue of the local businesses in town, especially, you know, in the town centre. Even myself, even though you, you have a bit of fun, I mean, with church, no electricity. Yeah. You know, we... We see the benefits even over here with church, you know, the number of people yeah. come in. At least we've got some stuff in the window. 
you come in and talk about the club. And I had a couple of people in from Kent the other day. You know, they've moved up to the area and they're avid Wrexham fans now just through watching the documentary. Um, so, yeah, I've had people from Wrexham come and have shirts framed, all kinds of things, because they've heard, they link me with, with, with the club through the, the, the commentary, but they, they come over to Wichich. We have we have a, a lot of people from outside Wichich now who come over to us just because we're involved in Wrexham in some way and we're Wrexham fans. It's like a Wrexham family to a degree. I mean, the international I, thing is is remarkable too, and that, and that clearly brings a, a lot in. You see a lot of fans from other countries who are scouring the club shop and coming out with their arms full of, of stuff. But then as well, yeah. they also come and see Wrexham as, as a normal working class city <clears> in Britain, and they learn a bit about that. They'll buy local produce. It's uh, it's fantastic. I mean, I mean there was a, a, a news story in August that Brighton yeah. and Hove Albion, the football club, contribute £595 million a year to the, 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 the actual city's economy. Now... I, I I do wonder where exactly they're measuring that from, but I mean it's it it does show that a flourishing sports team can have a big impact, and Wrexham's near the town as well, whereas Brighton's ground is is a bit further out. So it's a it's a, it's a heck of a thing, isn't it? The Robin Ryan have done for our community. Oh, huge! I mean, the fact—I don't know whether it was a fact or whatever—but they came out with the, the tourist board reckon it brought one billion pound into the North Wales economy. Wow. Where that wow. figure come from, I, I don't know. But yeah, if that's the case, you know, well done, Robin Ryan, for putting Wrexham, putting Wales on the map, and bringing all these foreign tourists in because a lot of people from outside the country never knew where Wales was, never know Wrexham. Yeah, hundred percent. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. Well. That's an up, 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 upbeat, uplifting point on which to end, I think, isn't it? Absolutely. So uh, thank you very much, Neil. It's always a pleasure. Brilliant. Yeah, and you welcome. Uh, it's a pleasure to, to be with you, Mark. No, it's not. You know I'm awful. <laughs> <laughs> but I like you. But <laughs> I think that is the, the ideal final word. So see you all soon. This is Dragonheart. I'm Neil Roberts and this is Dragonheart.